Hello everyone and thank you for joining me for this podcast. Now it has long been thought that specific areas of the brain have very specific functions, a concept known as localization of function, and that many of these functions reside in both sides or the hemispheres of the brain. So for example, an area at the back of the frontal lobes in both hemispheres called the motor cortex is thought to control voluntary body movements. Similarly, an area at the front of the parietal lobes in both hemispheres called the somatosensory cortex is thought to be responsible for processing the sense of touch. Many of these functions are also thought to operate in a contralateral way. Now this means that areas in the right hemisphere of the brain control functions in the left side of the body and vice versa. Now, as a result, movement of the right hand is controlled by the left motor cortex in the left hemisphere, and the feeling of touch in the left hand is controlled by the somatosensory cortex in the right hemisphere. Vision is also thought to be processed in a contralateral way by the primary visual cortex found in the occipital lobes of both hemispheres. Here, the information received from the right visual field of both eyes is processed by the primary visual cortex in the left hemisphere, and vice versa. Now, whilst functions such as these are controlled by areas in both hemispheres, it's thought that the two hemispheres have different functions too, an idea known as hemispheric lateralization. One key finding that helped to advance this idea came from Broca back in 1861, who reported the case of a man named Le Bourne, who had difficulty producing any speech apart from the word tan, even though he had no difficulty understanding words. Now, after his death, Broca performed an autopsy on Le Bourne and discovered that he had damage to a specific area in his left frontal lobe. Now, Broca concluded that speech production resides only in the left hemisphere, in an area which has since become known as Broca's area. Broca's finding was followed by similar cases of brain damaged patients, which seemed to suggest other functions may be lateralised to just one hemisphere, such as uh, face recognition being lateralised to the right hemisphere. However, it wasn't until Sperry in I think it was 1966 that split brain split brain rather research um, made it possible to test the idea of hemispheric lateralization much more comprehensively than had done uh, had been done prior now these studies used a unique group of participants all of whom had undergone the same surgical treatment for their severe epilepsy which involved surgeons cutting the corpus callosum in order to control their severe epileptic seizures now while the surgery was successful in helping to control the patient's seizures it also left them with unique brains, giving Sperry an opportunity to test the abilities of each hemisphere as independently functioning structures. So what I want to do in this podcast is really focus on Sperry's split brain research. So Sperry asked each split brain patient to focus on a dot in the centre of a screen before presenting an image or word to uh, their right visual field processed by the left hemisphere, or left visual field processed by the right hemisphere. The patient was then asked to perform one of a number of tasks. First being, describe what you see. So when an image such as a circle was shown to a patient's right visual field, the patient could easily describe what was seen. 
However, if a similar image was shown to the left visual field, they couldn't describe what they'd seen and typically reported that there was nothing there. Now that is because for the vast majority of people, language is processed in the left hemisphere and therefore when a picture is presented in the left visual field, it's processed by the right hemisphere that lacks the language able to de describe it. So that allows us to infer that messages from the right hemisphere are relayed across to the language centers in the left hemisphere in order to describe them. The second is recognition by touch. So the second uh, task that the patients were asked. So participants were able to select a matching object from behind a screen using their left hand when a word was presented to the left visual field as both tasks can be coordinated from the right hemisphere with no communication across the hemispheres required. Participants were not able to verbally identify what they had seen, but they could understand what the object was using their right hemisphere. And the third final element of the research was the two words task. So if two words were presented simultaneously, one on either side of the visual field, so for example, the word face on the left and key on the right, the patient would say the word in the right visual field, but write or draw with their left hand the word shown in the left visual field. Now that's because the left hand is controlled by the right hemisphere, which is linked to the left visual field. So where does this leave us? Well, if we were to evaluate Sperry split brain research, we can certainly say that it was well controlled. So for example, one eye was blindfolded to ensure only one visual field was visible at a time and images were flashed up for one tenth of a second to ensure that it was not time to spread the information across both sides of the visual field and subsequently both sides of the brain. And what that ultimately helped ensure was that the research was high in internal validity. However, the findings came from a very unusual and limited sample of people, as only 11 split-brain participants took part in all variations of the basic procedure. Now that's a problem, because the findings can't be generalised to other people beyond that limited group. So what often we say today is that that research lacked generalizability. Now other researchers went on to report on the case of one split-brain patient known as J.D. W, who developed the ability to speak using his right hemisphere. Now that meant he was able to describe information presented to either his left or right visual field. Now that refutes Sperry's conclusion that the right hemisphere can't process language. So what can we conclude from all of this? Well, while splitting brains to treat epilepsy fell out of favour as new treatments emerged, the findings from the unique group of split, split brain patients have had a lasting effect on our understanding of hemispheric lateralization. Sperry's research offers a unique insight into the way that the brain's two hemispheres communicate to produce behaviors and what happens when this communication is prevented from happening. Like many studies though, Sperry split brain studies have strengths and obviously limitations. However, they are a clear example of how it is often possible to learn a great deal just from a limited sample. So, a bit of a quick podcast there. Um, just a little look into Sperry's split brain research. I, I find it absolutely fascinating and hopefully you do too. If you have any questions about uh, this particular element of his work or just the topic in general, get in touch at kytospology at gmail.com.
Thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time.